Hi, and welcome to the podcast today. It is Tuesday, April 18th. Uh, it took me 10 years to figure out what this restaurant was. Um, a note that I also wrote when I was uh, a little boy. We got some local things to get to. First, a thank you. I think the last couple of years have gone by pretty quickly. I think everything was stuck in the mud uh, during the first year of COVID for for the obvious reasons. You didn't know what time it was. You didn't leave your house much. You didn't go places. Last couple of years have moved. Uh, it's been one year since I um, officially subscribed to the Blade before I was able to get the Blade news slide for free. It didn't ask me to sign in. And that ran out on April 18th of last year, uh, of April 18th of this year. Um, thank you to uh, the Blades customer service. And I don't think it was because I happen to do what I do. And we are the same brethren. We are brothers and sisters here in Legacy Media. Uh, their customer service was super helpful. And uh, I utilized my work email address. And I was able to take advantage of a 419-day special or 419-day week. $41.99 for the entire year. You've heard me say before, I don't think anyone does as comprehensive or as thorough journalism as The Blade does. Again, models are different for them and the TV places. Um, with the TV stuff, it can often just be you know quick hit stories and they're, they're, worried, they're doing TV hits. Um, but if I see a story on TOL or at 13 or 24 um, and it's a pretty big deal, I know that I might get a more incisive read on the situation when the blade knocks out an article that I can get my eyes on. So I bet again, I appreciate the helpful customer service. Last night I saw a story for $500 homes. Now it's in Japan. If something sounds too good to be true, I would say 9.8 out of 10 times it, it usually is, but this is worth I'm telling you, this whole decade is going to be one of transformation. And I even know that the virus is behind us. We're getting its tentacles wrapped around us in other ways. What are, I read something last week called excuseflation. Um, and this is what I was fearful would happen. So I'll use, uh, let me just use a basic example. So something was in 2019, 399. Then it got bumped all the way up because of legitimate reasons, supply, and so many other issues that, that were connected to COVID. It felt it was now five ninety nine. It was like, oh God, this is painful. But now that things have settled in a great deal back to normal, not everything, and from three ninety nine to five ninety nine, and now it's like four seventy nine. So we kind of take a sigh of relief. Wow, it's it's down like over a dollar. Yeah, but it's up eighty cents. And that's a huge jump that would not have happened in a normal time frame of 2019 to 2023. So because we got comfortable paying that, well, we didn't like it, but we had to pay that higher price and it came down, but it's not where it could be in over the course of normal inflation. Yeah. Excuse inflation. Uh, so Alex has been the teeth of it. She has not been able to find a home. And again, transformational times, uh, desperate times call for desperate measures. Now is the time to experiment. Now is the time to truly enact the maximum of mine. Well, why not? Why can't we do that? Uh, there are some homes in Japan, which has much like us, we are a, an aging population. The good thing about living longer is 
you live longer. The bad thing is you live longer and you don't die as soon and we become very old and it costs more to, to take care of people living longer. Kind of a similar situation in Japan and, and China has kind of plateaued with its population. I think we all knew growing up that that was the most populous place on earth and the, the one child policy. So Japan has an aging population. Uh, a lot of these people have aged to the point where they have died. There are anywhere between 8 and 11 million rural homes in Japan. They're not huge, but they're called akiyas. A-K-I-Y-A. Akiyas. Um, people have died, and people who have inherited them, they're like, I don't want it. So you can buy them quite cheaply. And I guess there are already some American real estate predators swooping in and buying these up. But many people have just decided to move over there. And now that you can work from almost anywhere, and I hear that is, uh, from what I read about Japan and its culture, whether it's rural, history, day-to-day life, I think I could make it work over there. Land of the rising sun. These homes are very inexpensive. And there are people who are putting in like to build these things up because the the roofs of the thing, one of these things was like 300 years old. So they're fixer-uppers, but some you can just walk right into and they're turnkey for as low as 500 bucks. Alex, we got to take a trip over to Japan. We are going home hunting. Um, When I first lived here in 2005 and 2006, um, when I'd have all these club gigs, most of them were at uh, Club Rain. There was a Jamaica Joe's kind of place right down the street from it. I can't remember the name, but it had that, that island vibe to it. Across the street was the Bijou. Next to the Bijou was an Asian restaurant. It had a really big fish tank, and a lot of those restaurants do. And it was really good. And I recall me and some friends that I used to work with, whether it was Matt Lewis or radio station people, we would eat there before or after gigs at rain. For the life of me, I couldn't think of what it was. Then um, Danny Morin, the retired Seafith. Shared a picture of somebody who's got some old Toledo pictures to share. And there's a picture of the Bijou, which you are very familiar with. And I actually never went in there, never went to a show in there. Not that I remember anyway. But in the shadow, essentially, of the big club Bijou sign was the sign I was looking for. The red, the, the red background, the yellow lettering of the Golden Lily. Now, I could have asked people, but... It wasn't beating me up that much, but there would be times where I'd be like, what What was that place? I'm maybe standing outside of where it was. For over 10 years, I didn't know. The Golden Lily. There is a uh, new fun place. Uh, we talked about the Imagination Press from Nick Kunkel at Fallen Timbers, where you can uh, basically do your own print press. Get as creative, ex- as exotic as, as your imagination allows. That's at Fallen Timbers, the Imagination Press. There's a new place in West Toledo um, called Spin and Splat. I'll tell you that again. Spin and Splat. The name alone should give you a pretty rough idea of what it is. Yeah, it's 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 messy. Um, I hope I'm saying her first name right. Roni? Ronnie? Gilmore. Um, the picture itself is truly worth a thousand words and a thousand weeks of being grounded if your kid were to do anything like this in the house. There are four people in white t-shirts and there's fluorescent paint everywhere and it's black lit um it looks gorgeous imaginative messy creative artful um she is on 2455 uh tremainesville 
Uh, Roni, R-O-N-I, at spinandsplat.com. It looks like a lot of messy fun. Um, There was a letter written by my friend Sarah Hegarty's youngest uh, kid the other day. That's that's Nicholas Hegarty. There's Leah, JJ, and then Nicholas. Um, Nicholas, so let me read you Sarah's post. Nicholas got in trouble. Nicholas is, has to be God. He's got to be seven, six, six, seven. Nicholas got in trouble last night and is grounded this weekend. Part of said punishment is to clean his room. As you can see, it's going well. Um, I have never laughed this hard in my life. Quote, I will never regret this. Okay. Um, on a, a, a whiteboard, someone who I can only imagine this would be Nicholas. I mean, the handwriting is, wow, this handwriting makes mine look like calligraphy. Someone I will never love again. Mom and dad. Someone who is nicest to me and I will love them forever. Leah. Someone who is meh. JJ. Uh, I can't read something ever dead. And then to, to go back to Sarah's quote, I will never regret this. It struck me because when I was a little idiot boy... And I was upset at my parents. I used to threaten my dad that I was going to call the police on him for whatever. And I don't know what the hell was going on. Like, you you can't you can't ground me like that. You can't yell at me that I'm calling the police. Or I'm calling Grammy. And I think a couple times I actually got to the phone and dialed 9-1. That would have been the end of my phone privileges until I hit double digits. Uh, but there were some times as well I wrote letters, as Nicholas did. And uh, I, I, I wrote them down on pens and piece of paper. I think I put them underneath like some of my mom's stuff. Like we had these shelves in the living room and I'd, I'd put them in there. Like they'd find it. And um, yeah, it was the same kind of letter. Like, I hate you, mom and dad. Um, I don't want to live here anymore. But like all that, all that completely regrettable nonsense. And I do recall the funniest part of it being my parents getting a kick out of me expecting them to not know who wrote that letter and then put it there. As if I had somebody write that letter for me, sneak it into the house and put it there. What else do we have? Uh, a couple more quick things. Uh, Jerry Easter Jr. There are few people who belong in the same basketball breath as LeBron James. Um, Jerry Easter Jr., uh, is a basketball player at, or was, uh, he's a sophomore, was at Emmanuel Christian. He could have gone down as one one of the, the three, five best high school basketball players ever in Ohio. He won all kinds of recognition and awards as just a sophomore this year throughout the state. Not surprisingly, his uh, family, I guess his dad has decided to pick up because this is the way high school athletics work now. They would like to take him to a take him out of state to a high school with a bigger basketball profile, which basically these schools are, are they, they shuffle kids. They are precursors. Uh, there's what, like junior college. This is like, these are high school feeder programs for high level college programs and, and rules could change by the time in two years he's ready to graduate. He could be, he could go straight to the NBA if his talent continues to ascend disappointing that he's leaving the area but not totally surprising as i have my twitter uh, account i i don't agree 
but I understand. A couple of dates to throw at you. Franklin Park Mall tomorrow is 419 Day. Would love to have you come celebrate it with us. We'll be doing the show live beginning at 3 o'clock. We're going to count down to 419 as we would on New Year's Eve. Hundreds of balloons filled with thousands of dollars in mall uh, gift card prizes and more when we do that countdown. Uh, doing the show live tomorrow. Would love to see you come on out. 520, a little bit later than usual, but that's this year's NAMI walk at their new-ish location. May 20th, NAMI, uh, their new location, Secor, which is right across from the Toledo Clinic. Thanks to Ryan Weekman. Uh, we did a podcast together. Not the one that we did in, what, November to talk about the opening of his second Weekman inclusive playground. Uh, he was invited by the Ability Center and uh, to be on 68 Words, the podcast I host for them. And we talked some of his inclusive playgrounds, um, but really threw more questions at him about being a parent of a kid who has some disabilities. And uh, little Grant is just, as Ryan explains, just powering through all of those that will be posted soon if you enjoy this podcast um i hope you also give a listen to 68 words uh check it out on iheart tune in and i appreciate you following the stuff that i'm doing and that that support that you're throwing at me thank you for listening to today's episode